This is a Honky Tonk Man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, and you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Oh, hi, everybody. Ooh. Welcome to... Oh, no. Welcome to John. the Head Wound Edition. No Friends Hastings. Of Dylan. Tons of friends got. It's the Head Wound... Nerd It's boy. the Head Wound Edition of the Wrestler Review. Dylan got, last <laughs> night, got into a fight with Berlin's bodyguard, The Wall. And <laughs> so here's what happened. I was dancing. What? I was definitely... What drunk. was the song? What was the song? <laughs> It was DMX, apparently. Apparently it was DMX. Party up in here or, I or a wall. X going to give it I to you? I think it was probably party yeah. up and then I didn't know what to do when I headbutted <laughs> a wall just right on the... So I headbutted like a wall like right Stop, on the right side on the, uh, of the Oh, wall. like on the corner yeah. or on the stud? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it didn't even hurt. It was just like, oh, I'm, oh. I'm busted open well, again. Well, it definitely would have hurt if you... I'm busted wide open. This is why we're going to a wedding at the end of this month and it's been conveyed to me that there's concern that I'm going to get too drunk. And <laughs> I have consistently said, I am not the one you need to be concerned about. I, if anything, will be the one being like, oh, Dylan wants to fight someone. Everyone clear the dance floor. <laughs> Alexis, you take round two. I'll tire him out and then you come in for the kill. Funny, my... My wedding speech is just going to be the uh, the lyrics to feed my Frankenstein, <laughs> and I'll say Frankenstein's a euphemism for my dick. And that's what's going to be the entire best man speech at the wedding. We're both. Going oh, to. I can't wait! Like, we're oh my god, because it's literally these prim and proper so, people from yeah. Canterbury, and then the the yeah. groom's <laughs> friends are rural Canadians, and you know me and Dylan just literally like, thank you so much for coming <laughs> to our special day. Wooty woot. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be half of it is gonna be uh, half of it's gonna be like a reality show uh, about posh British people, and the other half is gonna be the insane clown posse <laughs> fan yeah. base. Uh, it's gonna be. Great. I haven't seen this much use of the word "rape that beer" since I went to the, <laughs> the gathering of the jugglers. <laughs> That's not an okay thing to say, right? Yeah, it's totally fine. It's totally okay to say I'm gonna go rape me a beer. <laughs> yeah, man. That's totally okay. fine. I am a human rights lawyer now. Oh, cool. All right. You cool. didn't know that that I'm a human rights lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Speaking casually using the word "rape" is totally fine. Every- human rights lawyer. If it's good enough, Cash. if it's good enough for Mr. Fuji, it's good enough for me. So I will. I'll post pictures of uh, of my beautiful, beautiful face. It's been a uh, covered it, in. It's blood. been a big week because we also had an impromptu Dylan Gott bachelor party last Sunday, and I went to my first strip club in eleven years. And let me tell you, <laughs> I'm not. I will. I will go to that one that you told me about off mic, which was called. Oh, okay. So <laughs> basically, we. I was trying to get everyone to go to the fucking peelers. <laughs> That's what Canadian people call us, the rippers. Yes, rippers yeah. or peelers. Yeah. And let me tell you, the fucking peelers, buddy. So I was trying to get people to go to the strip club, and uh, I googled <laughs> my closest strip club. I live in South London, and I clo- and uh, most of them were downtown, but there was one in South London called Strip Club in Croydon. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the area. Oh no, <laughs> it's like no name brand strip club. It was the yeah. best. You you know you're in trouble when the guy who owns the strip club isn't creative enough to call it. Just call it sluts. I don't give a fuck. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> call it call it. You want to see yeah. it? <laughs> No, uh, 180%, that's probably a, ba- a badass strip club. No one names their strip club something like that without it being amazing. Um, I 
I went to university in Montreal, which for anyone in Canada knows is just so many strip clubs. And what's weird is because they're so prolifically part of the city, I never felt yes. the need to go because I was just like, oh, who gives a fuck? <laughs> uh, give me one second here. I'm going to shut the door. Alexis left it open. Of one course second. she did. Much like you leave your asshole open Bitch. for various peggings. Oh, while Dylan is gone, let's talk about how he's wearing a thong. Dylan wears thongs to show off his butt. It's really good. He's an Irishman. Potato butt. Potato butt. Dylan. Potato butt. Dylan. There we go. All right. Um, edit point. No, don't. I, I sang a uh, great song. Do not edit it out. I love you, buddy. Well... We got to do another strip club again. I want to go to strip club in Croydon, frankly, a lot. <laughs> I'm going to try and get that. So yeah, all right. So my fiance in a in probably the most individual thing I think of any. I'm sure other people, women are way, are really cool now. So my fiance wants me to have a bachelor party. So every time I get drunk, uh, I just call it a bachelor party, and she's been very annoyed. <laughs> but uh, maybe <laughs> maybe we'll have a wrestler review meetup at the strip club in Croydon. Okay, that's what we're doing. All fans <laughs> of the wrestler reviews. We're gonna have our first strip club fan in gathering at the strip club in Croydon. That's that's that's. I mean, that's really on brand. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll do it. Everyone's got to. When? What What Tuesday do you want to go to the strip club? It's got to be weekday, because I feel like our, our listener base works nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of nights. What, ha- what happened last up, night at the strip club called Croydon? I think if you're up to date Croydon. on wrestling podcasts, um, you have a job that's one of those cool ones where it's like fine to... Yeah. It's just fine to be like, do whatever. Yeah, I get high all the time at work. No one even notices. One time a guy noticed I was sober and told me to yeah. get high. It looks like a bunch of guys who sell rock t-shirts under a bridge showed up. <laughs> Let me put it this way. Cool, yeah. The, the girls have never had to uh, work so unhard to get uh, men into the... Uh, Lappy dance booth, except for me, because when we went on Sunday, I just didn't want to get a lap dance because I'm like, ah, oh, this is sad and weird, and you're all from Romania, and I just I'm like, I'm just imagining your war torn backstory, and they, the strippers, got so angry at me to the point that a Greek one who was not attractive at all, not, like Dylan, yeah. Dylan is has a hotter body than she does, and Dylan has a hot body, so you know what I'm saying. That's saying nothing. That's saying That's nothing. Saying literally it's saying nothing. literally nothing. A chair is more fuckable than this woman, and she called me gay for not wanting a str- a lap dance. That was all. But that was uh, that was one of those things where she started to, uh, she started mocking you for being very cheap, and then I was like, well, I mean, we got something going on here. This is <laughs> yeah, fun. and we just built it, and it was also just because the wests that I was like, oh, I'll get one from her in a little while. <laughs> I was talking to... The one with the nice breath. was talking to a uh, group of men who definitely looked like they tell people that they work for a record company, but really just live with their parents. <laughs> well, that, all right, so here is the... We'll, we'll get on to... We are reviewing Mark Jindrak this week. And actually, this is all relevant discussion because, as we are about to learn, uh, Mark Jindrak, his character, he has been wrestling in Mexico for 11 years, and his character is, he's sexy, and that's great. <laughs> um, but uh, we went on a Sunday. Now, I thought a Sunday would be an okay day for a strip club. Would you It not? was all right. I would like, say it was a fine day for it. But, like, there was nobody in there. We walked in oh, there. Yeah. They were like, I remember the, we first walked by and they were like uh, 20 pounds. And we were like, ah, oh, no. And then they went 10 then. <laughs> and, like, in reflection, we could have just been like, we're giving you 10. That's fine. Yeah, we should have done that. Or we should have just gone to a different one. We should have gone to a different one. You know, well, you know what I mean? We can do that this week. 
It'll be great. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll go to we'll one go to, where Mark Jindrak is there. So this week, ladies and gentlemen, continuing our delightful journey through nice. the natural-born thrillers, it's Mark Jindrak. Now, we're not going to cover what happened when he was in the natural-born thrillers because it's all the same. They formed for three weeks. They battled Lex Luger. <laughs> then Kevin Nash coached them for a bit. Then Mike Sanders was yeah. the GM or whatever. Then his dog died. Hashtag Mike Sanders' dog is dead. I'm happy that your de- uh, your dog is dead, Mike Sanders. Block us on. T- I'm actually not happy. Dogs are even if Mike Sanders is an abysmal person, which I don't know he who is. he is. Um, his dog. Okay, his dog uh, did not deserve. His to dog die. did deserve to die, and is in dog heaven away from okay. him. <laughs> okay, all right. His dog deserved to die. John Hastings, everybody. Mike Sanders, I know you're listening. I'm glad your dog is dead. And your wife's going to leave you soon, too, and I'll be happy about that. And then you can just do another song about, uh, another joke about um, Sweet Home Alabama and do a jig, you fuck. I mean, that is a hilarious premise is for it? a joke. Is that Sweet Home's too goddamn good? <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Home comes on, my mom just dead. The, it's the jig that I don't care for. The jig could be worked out a bit. <laughs> yeah. I've, it's kind, and if anything, over this natural born thrillers odyssey we've mm. been on i will say this i learned that 3mb was longer was together longer than the natural oh my god yeah like these dudes were a stable for about like what are you saying like three weeks yeah it wasn't three weeks but it was bit mm, like basically two months yeah they're kind of they're kind of like a way worse version of uh the nexus are they they're not? like the core they're like the core but shitty which is saying something yeah You've com- you have <laughs> you have absolutely compared them to the core before, and uh, that is a great. It's but it's weird though because they took over the show like they were running roughshod over WCW for like a yeah, week, but the, and then Vince Russo. But the thing with lost the thing control. with running roughshod over WCW is like, oh my god, they've taken over the company. Oh my god, Kevin Nash came back. The entire show is about how Kevin Nash needs red wine. All right, coming up next. <laughs> Red wine on a pole match, followed by Judy Bagwell's special guest referee in a match against a dog versus Rick Steiner's dick. Will Rick Steiner's dick defeat <laughs> the dog? Who knows? Woof woof. Bow wow. EPO EPA. Where my dog's head? I'm Tony Giovanni. I will say this: I'm a big, big, big fan of Red Wine and Kevin Nash. Thank you for making it once again the drink of kings. <laughs> I say this because I. I'll drink red wine. I will never drink it out of a wine glass. What I do is I drink it out of a coffee. I drink it out of a tumbler. I drink it out of a coffee mug, like a uh, like a housewife <laughs> trying to hide her problem. I, there you go. I'm just. Why'd you put milk in your red wine? I thought you thought it was yeah. coffee. <laughs> Don't ask me questions about my business, Margaret. Margaret. <laughs> Marge. Yeah. There's not enough Marges nowadays. Yeah, the, there will be. Marge, though. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, all my all my w- sons will oh. be named Marge. That's right. I'm making it a boy's name. <laughs> um, so let me speak on this. We might be the worst segue uh, podcast at segueing, and that's saying something. I think I would contradict you and say we're the best at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, other people do it smoothly. We don't. We don't. I don't want to yeah. do that. All right. So he debuts in the WWF as part of the invasion and goes on to be the Chris Jericho of Jacks, just beating up everybody on that show and not making a dent on television. Um, <laughs> I like that though. I do. They have and do they have the WWE Network, and they don't have one show where people just murder jobbers. You know what I mean? Like, why can't they have jobbers like they did? Because I'm watching these uh, Jack shows, and uh, I watch this one. Get to it in the Stasiak one as well, where these people are having back and forth matches with small indie wrestlers, just 
Like, get some jobbers that look like fucking slobs well, again. You know what I mean? Bec- get Randy Hogan back. Oh, yeah. Get me fucking Bill. Get me Barry Horowitz. Um, why not Why not legitimately use a very funny friend of ours, K. Trevor Wills, about uh, the already-in-the-ring wrestler? Why not just have, like, it's, uh, because fans are dicks now, and that's how James Ellsworth happened, but that's a great character. Why not just have, like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mark... Marco Corleone, the reflection of perfection, versus Steve. Well, like, don't give him a last the, name. Just the thing Steve. Is, is that it all comes down to marketing. Because the WWE's ratings are faltering so much, a big portion of the revenue is merchandising, is mostly merchandising and TV licensing, and spiking certain things in ratings, and also like YouTube clips, all that sort of stuff. So making someone like James Ellsworth is like. It's basically them curating a quick viral video hit in that, like, for two weeks people will watch. It's in the same way that, like, as soon as the list became hot, they were fucking touting that so fast because they're like, that's something we can sell. But the problem is is that Jericho's like, nope, you're not allowed to do merch. It is a hugely successful hockey player, so you've probably never needed money in your life, Chris. Oh, yeah, that's exactly it. And you're also hugely... (laughs) Not hugely successful, but I will say this. Chris Jericho... All right, so... Wearing your own merchandise, nothing kind of kills something faster than wearing. The your only own guy that I disagree with, the only guy is that's is Austin, Austin right? Is Austin that? like literally like you know that he still like not only does he wear his own merchandise, he still wears XFL merchandise and loves it. <laughs> well, that's what Stone Cold Steve Austin is. He's beer dad. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's. I got this out of a case of beer and I wear it because it's a free Also, thing. by the way, that Who's is that a guy? Canadian. I didn't realize, but that's very much a Canadian thing of for a while in beer, you got t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. you would buy 24 beers at a time and they would give you that just said an event that was about to come. Up. From beer. Super- and what would yeah. happen, by the way, <laughs> is the Super Bowl. usually the kid, like the kid of the dad who's who's draining 24 beers in a weekend would wear that shirt and be like, it's cool. It me- it's like I drank. I'll tell you who doesn't drink, Mark Jindrak, because he's, <laughs> he's a very handsome man. His WWE run is notable in that he uh, went to OVW, was part of uh, Bowling Services with Garrison Cade, um, made a few appearances on Heat. Well, here's a, here's, let's get into this, though, because oh, right. we never really got into this. The HWA did an inv- a mirroring invasion angle with basically the entire natural-born thrillers, um, and the uh, HWA rebuffed them as you because they carry. So the WWE rebuffs and b- defeats WCW. That's cool, but WCW can't even beat the H the Heartland Wrestling Association. Not, well, like not at the point. <laughs> they can't. But the thing that it also is, it's like it's how you also do the invasion. Everyone knows WCW is going to lose eventually. In the same way that, like, as they're building up to yeah. the Infinity Wars and the Avengers saga, you know that Thanos is gonna fucking get it. His fucking uh, lunch served to him eventually, but it's like whatever that means. It's yeah. how they want him. You want to see the journey of him getting to that, and that's the problem with the invasion. Is like when they just yeah. literally like, oh, Stone Cold's leading the invasion. Why? That's so stupid. Just bring in Ric Flair. I like we've said this every time. Um, Jindrak, by the way, yeah, going over the invasion angle is one of the most like frustrating things as a wrestling fan because it literally could have been the absolute greatest thing that ever happened to us. Yeah. And we like that's why wrestling had a huge fucking drop off at that time is because they uh they blue balled us on this goddamn nerdy thing we wanted when we were seventeen and then we all had to grow up and uh I don't know 
try and uh, live yeah, our lives re- with just realize with just a hole in our heart that'll never really fully, uh, really fully. Uh, yeah, we realized God was dead and there is no hope. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, exactly. Martin Drek was originally supposed to be in Evolution, which is a, and he was going to be the Dave Batista role. But and to his own admission, he's like the chemistry wasn't right, and I'm okay that it didn't happen. And it's like, wow. I also think that Mark Jindrak is, uh, he would be way better as like the Randy Orton character. You know what I mean? Like, you can't have Jindrak and Orton in the same stable because I don't think Mark Jindrak is a good enforcer. Like he just he is too much of a babyface. Yeah, look, no, I agree. Yeah. Is it the same way that Rick Rude could he could be Rick Rude could be your stud? Sort of leader Hulk Hogan character of your of your group, as I, like he's the the face of it, and still a bad motherfucker. But he's not going to be like the dirty trickster boy. And yeah, say what you want about Batista. Batista really fit that role. Like Evolution for really being at a part of the company which I would like to call my name is Triple H. I'll be winning every match. That was a <laughs> bit of a highlight. Although everyone talks about the Legend Killer stuff being amazing, I wasn't a big fan of it. But the Dave Batista turn was great. Also, the thing with Batista is because Batista was older, it differentiated him from Orton, where it literally looked like rookie guy at the beginning of his career, Ric Flair guy at the pinnacle of his career. So it's like these four different stages. Yeah. If Jindrak had been in it, it would have been like two young guys, two old guys, which kind of works. Like my favorite version of the Horsemen was Benoit, Pillman, uh, Anderson, and Flair, because it literally was like these yeah. four different stages but the differences of that was like pillman was like beginning to lose cannon gimmick and look really fucking crazed anderson was like really gotten over that he's like this cerebral nutcase like everyone talks about how triple h ripped off rick flair in this period he also ripped off a lot of arn anderson cerebral assassin i'll outthink you and then i'll beat you up fuck do i love arn anderson yeah i fucking love Arn. um our yeah it's great but like uh exactly what you're saying right like uh, just to reiterate that, Jindrak and Orton kind of fill the same role, and Batista, the thing about Batista is intimidating in a way that Mark Jindrak isn't. Mark Jindrak is the exact same thing as, like, not the exact same thing, but along the same lines as, like, you, you were talking about Rick Rude, he's like, uh, oh, why is that guy so handsome? I just want to yeah. punch him. I just want to punch him so I touched like, him a bit. Like, you know Mark, what I mean? That's like Mark, Mark Jindrak in the WWF in, during the Attitude Era, he would have been, they would have used him as meat or would have been like, his name is yeah. Slutfuck. Like, <laughs> like every single gimmick he has, they're like, we're not sure what to do with you. How about we talk about how you're yeah. hot? Like, that's every, every, every character he's ever had is based around like, well, here's, all right, let's make a character out of this. I'm a man and you're making me feel things that I don't yeah. want to about you. And in this and in this corner, who wouldn't hit that? <laughs> how about this? How about this for a match? It's me, the creator of this company, against you, Mark Jindrak, in an oil match, and I lose. But do I really lose? Come to my house and just touch, yeah, touch we're me. Gonna, touch me where I, my pee pee comes gonna out. We're going to because he comes out. He does an exact. He does an exact uh, recreation of the narcissist gimmick right after. Again, the narcissist gimmick is the weirdest because it's the only time a nickname is incredibly insulting. Like. Yeah, it would be like coming to the ring is like, and in this corner, it's Scotty Bad Breath Taylor. <laughs> but like, don't you, the narcissist gimmick in this, at this time, um, is once again, they're putting him on Jack and like Velocity and all these shows, and he's having back and forth math. Absolutely. Also, you know a wrestler is on Jack when 
all their theme songs just sound like the demo of a NoFX tribute band. <laughs> well, this is uh, this is something we've never talked about, actually. This is like the start of the WWE trying to merchandise absolutely everything. Oh, yeah. And what I mean by that is every theme song is by some shitty fucking band that no one's going to buy oh, this is a this is a weird so, time yeah this is when they sort of stop using jack johnstone in a studio and literally just go like what's your name we're helix mckenzie we got a song called skater girls are a-okay with us all right that will be the theme <laughs> that's the theme song to the undertaker <laughs> that's because that's that's exactly right though like uh Jinderak, Jinderak has just this bullshit fucking song um, and a lot of people did too. And they're and one of the best things I think about wrestling now is that they have really gotten away from that. And now because I think that I I always assumed that was another stream of income for uh, WWE was those songs. But I guess they're not because that would kind of make sense as to why um, they're using Jim Johnston again. Because I always assumed that oh hey our band. We want another wrestling fans. Like, there's a certain segment of wrestling fans that are just such huge super dorks that they'll just buy anything associated with wrestling. Yeah, you so know, you know, someone you, who owns every co- every different sequel to See No Evil. Yes, I have a <laughs> I have a cousin who he loves to deal drugs, um, and he also is he's a like a completionist as far as wrestling goes. So he owns like he has Ric Flair action figures that you cannot get out of the package. Like, 1989, like, Chi-Town Rumble Ric Flair, still in the package, probably worth, like, 150 bucks, and he has every C-No, every copy of Ceno Evil on every platform. Like, there's people like that for wrestling. So I always assumed that, okay, well, that's why they use shitty songs, but I guess that, like, there's a reason why Dean Ambrose's song is a, is a car starting and then just a bunch of Jim Johnston. Oh, the, it's, uh, everyone talks about, this is completely off topic but i'm just gonna say it right now everyone's going on and on like oh dean ambrose is lazy no they haven't they've literally been like you're crazy but not that crazy all right no one talked to dean no one talked yeah, he's pg he's pg crazy you can't get a character over as being crazy when it's like oh what, what would uh what would like the wyatt family if this is why like that whole attitude era thing that everyone argues about like the the people that could use the attitude era like the Wyatt family oh and my the God. Ambrose you know what i mean like if the no Wyatt the family Wyatt comes f- out what do they do they're first time in they come in creepy song lanterns everyone's like oh this is kind of cool then they sl- they legit f- put a fork into Dean Ambrose's head everyone's like that's fucking disgusting you've got heels but like when it's just them like all oh, they beat them down well, but There's again, no the, the, the like, other problem oh, also with guys- Bray Wyatt is that if he does one more promo i'm going to kill him like and remember that I got fireflies in my Tootsie Wootsies. Okay. I'm the one who feasts on the... Like, what he just needs to do is tone that down. Like, it's... Again, I've said it a lot on the show. I'm going to say it again. I should not be able to figure this out. I have never worked in ri- in wrestling writing. But I simply just go, this is yeah. what I don't like about this, so change it. The House of Horrors match, I want to... Anyone who thought of that should have been fired immediately. Stop. I no. love it. They already did it with the final deletion, and you don't tell and me. You already no. have the guys who do it so much better. I want like just yeah, literally that wants money for the fucking delete Matt Hardy thing. Pay them for it and do that in the WWE because it'll be so fucking good. And literally just be like, do what Matt Hardy, by the way, wanted to do, which he's part of the deal originally was he wanted to bring in Jeremy Borash for like a year and be like, this guy just and we do it with a WWE budget. Yeah. How fucking great would that be? And I gotta tell you, the first such shit, but it's I haven't yet. I have to watch the second one 
in prep show in the fringe and i'm very yeah of course it's great the final all right so the final deletion match like uh watching those grow and watching people kind of get what was going for was absolutely fantastic and there's an example of like because the wwe at this time they're kind of like so we talked about last week we talked about uh sean o'hare being paired with roddy piper and how fucking weird that is and now you get the reflection of perfection with teddy long Mm -hmm. and teddy long it's just so obvious that they were like, Teddy Long's manager, put him with Teddy Long. And then they put him with him, and they're like, oh, that didn't work. Why didn't it work? Because like, you didn't put any fucking thought into it. You just put Jindrak with a guy because he's a And guy. also, by the way, Teddy Long with Jindrak, if you put a little thought into it and you went, okay, Teddy Long, what I want you to do is talk about all the women that Mark Jindrak has sex with and he's here to steal everyone's women in your like fun streetway that you do where every shoot interview you hold now that you're – Oh, a streetway. Yeah. Oh, a streetway because he's no, black, John. No, he lives on a street. Um, <laughs> um, in the way that Teddy Long does in every shoot interview where he just brings it back to sex. By the way, yeah, <laughs> Teddy Long, best shoot interviews Lots ever. Of sex. Have you ever seen any wrestlers double team women? Yeah, APA all the time. It was weird. <laughs> what? Ever, yeah, and he never, he's like, yeah, racism uh, really affected my life. Yeah. Yes. What's it like being married for over 30 years? You just have lots of sex. <laughs> literally that he's the only person i've ever heard in my life be like marriage full of yeah. sex well if you're teddy long imagine you're teddy long what do you do i fuck my wife and i try and avoid rick flair because he still uses the n-word when I- <laughs> he grabs my wrist and he says the words yeah. i don't like yeah no pussy don't care <laughs> all right so we're gonna get into uh mark we're gonna take a break now and uh we're gonna get mark jindrak was mark jindrak for six years and has been marco corleone for the last 11 in CMLL and AAA. And uh, we'll talk about that after debate. Ooh, what a break we're having. That was such a good episode of the Wrestler Review again. Ladies and gentlemen, please rate and subscribe to the Wrestler Review. Of course, we also want to review it. Please review our podcast for the love of fucking Christ. And also, guys, give us some money. Not with a Patreon. Nope. Or some sort of naughty Amazon link. We don't want you to give us money for a goddamn nothing, right? Here's what we want you guys to do. We both have comedy albums. Please buy those comedy albums on our websites, thejohnhastings.com. That is John's website. And dylanagot.com. The A is for awesome. I'm an awesome guy. dylanagot.com, thejohnhastings.com. Please buy our comedy albums. We love you. Please make love to us in our beds while we're naked. The A is for Atherton. We're back. Side break. Hard break. It was hard. It was fast. Long in me break. Is it in you? Yeah. John, yes. when you think of professional wrestling, what do you think? Um, I think of Mark Jindrak being a hot boy. Do you think of Mark Jindrak and the real Reigns? Oh, um, oh, with the Claude Reigns? Not Claude Reigns. <laughs> Claude Reigns. What the fuck's his name? Luther Reigns. Luther Reigns. I knew it was a detective. Before <laughs> was a detective. <laughs> Before there was Muhammad Ali, there was Joe Lewis. Before there was Roman Reigns, there was Luther Reigns, and him and Mark Jindrak had a tag team. And this was this is also the fun start of another bad thing in wrestling uh, that they have abandoned a bit now, um, which is the part in wrestling that I'm sure you guys must remember. Uh, I certainly do. The part in uh, wrestling where people, if they're high enough up the card, just 
beat the shit out of tag oh, teams. Oh, yeah. Because Again, but this is when Triple H was... Li- like, I feel like that this was like Vince McMahon had... This is when Vince McMahon was getting face surgery. And I don't think he concentrated okay. on the company for two years. Because this was literally the time where it's like... Um, the Undertaker is literally beating up 11 people at a time. <laughs> yeah, because this is during the time where the Undertaker beats the Dudley Boys at WrestleMania. Yeah, this is the time... Yeah, And the Dudley Boys straight up murder Paul Bearer. No one talks about, like, oh, Paul Bearer... How they got him on television is the Dudley Boys froze him to death. <laughs> yes, they like, did. It's again when everyone's like, oh, the Attitude Era was crazy. It was like, no, 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 no. After the Attitude Era, when Vince was just like, we need to be even more controversial. Like, that's when it was like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. You call Devon the N-word, and Devon agrees with you. Yeah. This is the this is a, like and this is also the same period of time when Don Marie fucks Tori Wilson's dad to death on their wedding night. <laughs> yeah, and it's just here's the other fun thing about that is just cool with it. Like she's not upset. She's like, yeah, I guess my pussy killed a guy. Ah ha ha! What up? What up? What up? Who wants to hang out with some weed? <laughs> um, it also, the time when Sable came back in and they like they like played off the real world lawsuit and it was like, now Sable works for me and she's my whore. <laughs> like, it was yeah awful. Two thousand three, two thousand because they're trying to they're trying to find their feet after WCW and like it or don't, Jindrak is one of those dudes who kind of suffers from that because. They don't. They clearly don't have anything for him. Even though Mark Jindrak, this is another thing. Mark Jindrak had a vertical of forty-two inches at this time. Like people always thought of Sean O'Hare as the most athletic member of the uh, Natural Born Thrillers, but Jindrak is fucking crazy. Like the thing is, he doesn't do flips. He just he just does a crazy drop kick. Like they had um, their finisher when uh, O'Hare and Jindrak came into WCW was. So they would put a guy on the ropes. They would put a guy, he would be sit, sat on the top turnbuckle, and uh, Jindrak would just vertical leap right into Hurricane Rana, like a Frankensteiner off the top rope, but he would jump like Shelton Benjamin would. Like, he would jump up onto the yeah. top rope, Hurricane Rana, and then uh, Jindrak does the swanton or whatever. Um, which is insane. Like, this guy has a lot of talent. And by the way, um, it's just, that is he- how you can do tag team. I love a, a combined tag team finishing maneuver yeah which they really don't do anymore and they just like spend a week and just give them all one enzo and Bing cast he choke slams him and then there's a fucking um uh leg drop and you call it you can't uh, the teaching moment you know what i mean like it's yeah it's super exactly. fucking easy oh uh seamus and uh cesaro, cesaro. Their finishing move is move on to better things because one of you is being misused by the company and the other one's a white idiot who i hate <laughs> I think it's great, and I think the the thing is, the people would be pissed off with it. Uh, at least uh, internet fans would, but like, because it is just like taking an old move that Cesaro had with a former tag team partner when him and Chris Hero were the Kings of Wrestling. But you could just give him like, how about how about Cesaro does the fucking airplane spin or whatever, and then uh, brogue kick, airplane spin and brogue kick. Doesn't that isn't that yeah. great? And then the guy just has his face covered the whole time. Uh, Seamus kicks the fuck out of his arms, but the guy just kind of spins like a top and lands however he lands. That'd be fucking amazing. Yeah, it would be fucking great, but they won't do it. And then I would get out and I would get my long, hard breakout and I would rub it until I come everywhere. (laughs) See, your your long, hard breakout? (laughs) Yeah, we're going to call Dick's Breaks now, I guess. (laughs) Okay. We're going to go to that (laughs) strip club in Croydon. (laughs) Yo, have you guys... Try and stop us. So, 
let's let's say this though. Uh, so the tag team with the man, the artist formerly known as Luther Reigns doesn't really work out. They lose to the Undertaker. They are bodyguards for Kurt Angle. Bodyguard is either you break in as a bodyguard, or while you're a bodyguard, I'm assuming you're just like looking up. Uh, shit on Kijiji. Like, well, I guess I move furniture again because they do not want me in this fucking yeah. company, apparently. Bodyguard is the male equivalent of you sing now. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Oh, by the way. Bodyguard for a male for a male wrestler is like when they make a female wrestler a slut. I don't. It's like we got I don't know, by the way, if any of you listen you. to Bruce Pritchard's Something to Wrestle With, but I highly recommend you listen to the WWECW episode. Because guess who okay. teaches the women to dance in the WWF? If it's yeah. a man does. Gross. That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> and that's fucking gross. It's f- My, you the, gotta the move. The story of how they found... <laughs> I mean, this is gonna... I'm about to ruin an episode we'll probably have. But the origin story of how they found Kelly Kelly was that just uh, John Laurinaitis was in a club and saw her dancing and was like, Do you want to be a wrestler? And the fact that John Laurinaitis is in a club with someone who's 19 then, Johnny Ace is just hanging out at a fucking, like a dance club with cover, is one of the most blood-curdling things I've ever heard. Here's what I'll say about Johnny Ace. So that he comes in, he's like, do you want to get your ace crushed by (laughs) your dad? I look it like your dad. Let me spurt on your tutor. Here's the thing with Johnny Ace. Not one person defends him. <laughs> Jim Ross. Why did he get that job? Jim then, Ross, then? because no one wanted to follow JR, is, is oh, pretty really? much the Lord. And he was like, that's And fine. the thing is, is that JR was really smart, and that JR surrounded himself by like with old school wrestling guys who at that, by the time Jim Ross was moving on, like Vince hated all of them because they were like, could you stop? Could you stop doing some of this stuff? No. Blow me up. Uh, and also Stephanie really... <laughs> uh, and the only person who's spoken on it is Bruce Pritchard. But like Stephanie also was trying to move a lot of them away and bring in her own people. And evidently, Laurinaitis was one of her guys. And he apparently was a piece of shit to deal with. Like, no one defends him. For fuck's sake, no one fucking defends him. People defend Jim Hurd. Jim Ross will defend Jim Hurd a little bit. And no one defends John Laurinaitis. Yeah. That's that's insane though, because Jim Hurd, you can kind of understand. Like, I just I want to work in this company. Like, you're working for Turner, and then they just kind of like, oh, we do this too. So then they have to, get, you know what yeah. I mean? Does that make sense? Like, he's just kind of a victim of circumstance in a very odd way. Um, but with Laura Nice, it's like, no, I've been in wrestling my a whole life, and uh, where do I go to scout female wrestlers? Oh, I go to titty bars. <laughs> like, I go to I go to clubs where children dance, and then I wait till the clock. I look at whose 18th birthday it is, and I find the tightest one, and then I try and fuck them. And if that doesn't work, they end up with a Here, job. Here's well, the thing to remember. Terrifying. Brie Bella and Nikki Bella's mom married to yes. John Laura Nice. Really? Yeah. Wow. Started dating. Somebody say hoes. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, stuff. Tony Atlas claims that the Bre- the Bella Twins are into scat play. Another fantastic shoot interview that everyone should enjoy. That is very very funny. Here's what I like about uh, here's what I like about that. John Cena, Daniel Bryan, John. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's yeah. great. That's fucking Two crazy. legitimately uh, big wrestling legends and a guy whose entire career is owed to the fact that Giant Baba's wife wanted to fuck him. The reason why Johnny Ace went to Japan and kind of stayed there is that he was the Giant Baba's wife's favorite wrestler. And the implication was okay. that she wanted to pwn him. 
And Giant Baba was like, yeah. uh, I don't think so. <laughs> That's insane. That's fucking it's why, insane. It's why um, wrestling is the best ever. It's the best. Okay, so admittedly, there's a reason why we were kind of skirting around this issue. The last 11 years of Mark Jandrak's career have been in uh, Mexico between uh, AAA and CMLL. And, he's a, and now, when we say, like, it's not like he's down there being unsuccessful. He's incredibly big. He's been on Mexican soap operas, one of which I watched, where he yes. stood on a dock and, with his arms crossed and spoke in what <laughs> I would call the most objectionable Mexican I've ever... No, Spanish. no. Jesus fucking Christ, it's You interrupted me, most objectionable... You stupid motherfucker. Mexican accent I've ever heard my entire life. Like, it was literally like, <laughs> Seer, senora. Like, oh, no. What year was that, though? Um... Because I think it, I think it was 2011. Is, yeah, here's the other thing though. Um, so all right, so this is after he leaves uh, the Fed. Immediately afterwards, uh, Jindrak goes to Japan. So he goes to Japan and he uh, forms a tag team, Sodom and Gomorrah. Him and Matt Morgan. That's a pretty fucking cool tag team. There's a guy I wanna I wanna review Matt Morgan because w- at one point in TNA he was fucking sick. Um, is he the one that they like? They gave him the weirdest thing, like he beat. He's from the moon or something like that. Well, Matt Morgan. They put his DNA on Mars, I think. Like, they legitimately, his DNA is on Mars. Why is that? I don't know. <laughs> but, like, there was, a, there was a bunch of people, like, we'll do an episode on Matt Morgan at some point, but there was a reason, like, they put his DNA on Mars, essentially. And, uh, yeah, man. So they called him the DNA of TNA, and they gave him a gimmick. They basically made him Venom. Like, he was That's the, right. He would say, we, um, and he had a really good voice and way of saying it he he was the tag team champions he had a sick finishing move called the elevator which was like a a suplex into a rock bottom which was fucking like he couldn't really do it because it just concussed every person in the world man <laughs> mid 2000s tna was the best because everyone's fucking uh like big move was impossible like oh it's <laughs> yeah, the that's can, true. That's so the funny. Destroyer. The Canadian destroyer was like, "Oh, well, you can do that to yeah, one." Yeah, you person. could only do that to X division people that you've definitely tried it with, or Scott Steiner, yeah. who demand, who really wanted to try it one time. Well, that's why he would always do it to Chris Sabin. Petey Williams would because him and Chris Sabin came up with the move yeah, together. So he, which is like that's how that's how much cooperation it is. Like we have to do this perfectly the whole time. It's the fucking craziest move. Um, there's one where he does it from the turnbuckle, from outside the turnbuckle to Chris Saban. That's fucking insane. But um, So Jindarak goes into Japan, and then he finds himself uh, as a heel in Mexico. Um, he comes in with Johnny the Bull. So once again, natural-born thrillers all over this fucking thing. Um, he comes in with Johnny the Bull. Uh, as More like heel. Johnny the he- Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's not It funny, is, though. though. It's very good. Professional comedian. Funny. Professional comedian. Uh, so he comes in with Johnny the Bull as Marco Corleone. So basically, they, it, from what it seems like, they wanted Johnny the Bull. And Jindarek was just extra, which is fucking crazy. Because he's mostly... A t- this is the other thing. He's only had one real run as a singles wrestler, and that's when he was the reflection of perfection. So he comes in uh, as that... And then, um, well, it is one of those things where he's such a big heel that he just ends up being a babyface, and he's been a babyface for the last, like, eight years. Because he's, he's not even in the biggest company in Mexico when he also comes in. From 2006, he's doing spots in New Japan, and another uh, company that I, uh, Peros Del Mar, that I will not, I will just absolutely obliterate the name if I say that. No, sorry. All right, here we go. Ca- Casejo 
Mundelo de Lucha Libre. Absolutely just... I'm so sorry if anyone comes close to speaking Spanish who listens. Oh, hey, papi! Mucho loco. He was banned for for performing in Tijuana for pulling the pants of his opponent down. Like, (laughs) this is some serious shit. But he pretty much... But here's his character... As I understand it's gotta it. It's got to be so strange that that banned you in Tijuana. And that I know people that, like, <laughs> Tijuana, Anything? the community. That no, like, is, you can kill a woman, but yeah. anything slightly gay is, like, you're going to. A woman yeah. can get fucked by a donkey, but you better not <laughs> show a man's buttocks. So, but Jindrak, the thing is, I mean, I'm going to summarize 11 years, and I apologize. I do apologize if anyone watches uh, Lucha Libre. He left... Triple uh, A went to CMLL, then went back to Triple A. Oh, sorry, he went to Triple. He the other way around. He went. Oh, good CML one. Way to fuck it up. Way to fuck it up. Shut the no, fuck you up. Fuck a- you fuck so- you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck me. Let's fuck. <laughs> so what I what I do want to say is though, John, I do not want to fuck you. <laughs> um, but <laughs> essentially, he's the only person I've ever seen where it's like, and it's still his taunts are the exact same. His character is he's very hot. And everyone's a fan of that. Yeah, like I, there's no one. <laughs> I'm very sexy, and then he rubs himself, and he's like, "Look how fucking sexy I am!" And the guy and women love it, and guys are even like, "I have to respect how hot he is." Like he's easy on the eyes, hard on the pussy. That is, that is my tombstone. Now. <laughs> that is that is the greatest thing you've ever said. <laughs> easy on the eyes, hard on the pussy. Is that? I'm Googling that right Please now. Please Google it. F- Please look up if that's been used by anyone else, because if not, it's mine. I think it's going to go Google incognito window. <laughs> Easy on the eyes, hard on the pussy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hard on the pussy itself is very... I mean, this might be LGBT. <laughs> L- this might beat LGBT. No, no one. Easy on the eyes, hard on the pussy. No one. Boom. No. <laughs> li- so, listen... Lysian's scurlosis came up, and that was in the NHS. Easy on the eyes, hard on the pussy. I feel like I just broke a search engine because I searched that, and then they were like, I mean, here's some stuff. You're sick, I guess. Like, (laughs) it just assumed I had an illness. (laughs) What it's saying is, your life has been so good, it needs to end now, and others need to live. (laughs) You know the man who came up with the phrase, easy on the eyes, hard on the pussy. I mean... Easy on the eyes, hard on the pussy, the wrestler review t shirts. <laughs> oh Shut up your fat, <laughs> easy on the eyes, hard on the pussy. We are we're gonna have a mirror podcast available only to Patreon subscribers. Uh that is just men's rights activism. But it's just a swearing. Fuck shit ass fucking cum. <laughs> Fuck yeah, buddy. It's called the hard on the pussy. And um my name on it is Gus Pussy and your name is Jim Hart. <laughs> So, um, yeah, man, he's been in CMLL, CMLL for the last six years. Uh, they tried, they attempted Lucha Libre USA. That was an MTV show, um, where he was the champ because uh, for obvious reasons, we need a white guy. He's so clearly, (laughs) but he's so clearly like, it's going to sound bad, but he's the only one in Lucha Libre right now with that like natural, like 
WWE body. Like, there's there's guys in Lucha Libre who have... There's that guy, Brian Cage, and Brian Cage is fucking massive. But Brian Cage is also, like, on more steroids than Ryback. Like, he just... His body... He's pot, put the most steroids into his body that his body can act what like... What are you talking about? Ry- Ryback's on steroids. It. What are you talking about? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, Explain so yourself, big. Dylan. I have to say this. In wrestling, where like they're now like, don't do this many steroids. Really bad. You'll kill your family. The fact that people are like, yeah, oh, that's fine. It's crit. No, it's like, uh, I mean, I don't want to get all, I don't want to get all Tower Seven on you, but uh, fucking, it's not steroids, baby. It's the fucking painkillers and the chair shots. So ease up on the chair shots and the painkillers. Maybe steroids are having a good time. I'm gonna take steroids. I'm gonna take just recreational steroids. Oh, Dylan's super strong. What does he do? Oh, I think he uh, walks a bit. Strong steroids. So. John, what's your favorite thing about Mark Jindrak? Incre- he looks incredibly versatile look in that he's usually those big muscly guys. They either look like dickheads or they're like John Cena. And he's like, I'm a nice guy. Oh, sure, I fucked your sister, but I used a rubber <laughs> that I stole from your It dad. doesn't count if it's not skin on yeah, skin. I don't do that. I don't want to get AIDS, even though I invented it. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hustle loyalty and I invented and distributed Come, AIDS to the population in the 80s when I was when I, years old. When I was, what were you doing when you were three? I invented AIDS. My name is John Cena. <laughs> so? Um, best, th- I would say. Well, so that's it, the versatile great, look. Great face, great face. What would you say his best, best oh, thing is? What a fucking face. I gotta say this, it's th- it has athleticism. I don't think. Standing vertical, can he do flippity-doos? No. And that's what people appreciate now, which is a really weird thing. Like, oddly enough, I, I don't think... Sorry to interrupt. It's an amazing point you just made, which is I also agree, and I feel I always felt like I was kind of crazy, which is like, I don't like when it's like, he just did 11 flips and then punched him once. Let's all come! Like, I don't understand yeah. the whole point of it. Yeah, well, because it's a different thing, right? Like, and that's why Shelton Benjamin, they would always say, oh, what an athlete Shelton Benjamin is. Part of that legit was just racism. Uh, yeah. <laughs> part of that is yeah. Shelton Benjamin had she, he had the huge vert he had a huge vertical leap but he couldn't do flips yeah really. he's so an impressive athlete he wouldn't do Shelton flips. Benjamin what an yeah. athlete unless he's near a swimming pool and then that's trouble <laughs> oh John that's that's John. not me that's what Michael that's what no. Michael Cole said in 2004 on an episode of Smackdown you can YouTube it Trump <laughs> Trump 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 Cuck. But he has a crazy vert, um, and he's a good worker. Like he's a really good fucking worker. I think if, oddly enough, if people watch Lucha Libre more, then Mark Jindrak, Marco Corleone, could come back to the Fed and have a good run. But it's like he's not. He's not looking. Like he's not looking to come back, man. He speaks Spanish. He has a Spanish wife. And he released a fucking kids book. In I Spanish. think he's very very happy. And I think, by the way, Lucha Libre should take a page out of New Japan's book and start moving into um, the states. New Japan is building up very very take a run yeah. being an American product, which is so smart now that Impact is basically the worst thing ever, and it's just yeah. like gone. It's so crazy that company. In- hey man, it's like it's a fucking car for like this. All right, so Dixie, Dixie Carter. Dixie I've Carter's always thought this is like it's a loss Dixie leader Carter's for not a involved. fucking corporation. Dixie, Dixie Carter had to sell the company. Yeah. Her father. Her father. Oh, wow. Oh yeah, it's too fucking uh, Jared. Her yeah. father was finally like, yeah, you can't. You literally lost sixty. Like a bunch of money was missing. It's fucking crazy. The, That's the fact nuts. That, 
Like That's Vince Russo is a millionaire. No one knows how much that guy was being paid, but he was an employee of that company for most of its existence. Yeah, and that was the reason it got kicked off Spike, right? Like uh, they were like, "Can you not use Vince Russo?" And then they found emails to Vince Russo. It's absolutely crazy. What's your all right? So what's your least favorite thing? I think market, that it's right? he's too nice of a guy. I think if he was a bit more of a dick and showed up for himself, he would be in the Fed in a much bigger run. Just the way that he carries himself, it's an amazing positive attitude, and I think has led to him having a great life and a good career. But with his workability, yeah. I think he could have been a lot more in the U.S. And that, and going on the point you just made, I think he could continue and have an amazing career internationally. That said, he's probably really happy in Mexico. And the problem is, is that Lucha Libre, Lucha Libre for me is a massive blind spot. He may be like the fucking Andre the Giant of CMLL, and I just don't know. Because as we've discussed on the podcast, and it sounds horrible, I find it really hard to watch wrestling when I can't understand the commentators. Because now I'm like, now I'm yeah. just watching two men hug. <laughs> wrestling is pantomime, right? So you can't understand what's you can understand what's happening. But uh, like, there is a bit of enjoyment taken out by not having commentators. I can't deny that. Like all these people who can watch like uh, Kobashi Akiyama matches from the mid '90s, I'm like, yeah, I mean, go for it. Like that's fun. Congrats. Um, but I can't do it. I can't understand what's happening. Um, maybe if I was learning Japanese, then yeah, sure. I mean, that would be a great I've, help. I've but finally watched the Kenny no. Omega Ogata match, okay. and it, it's only because it's in yeah, English. Code, I, yeah, I didn't know that you could get it with English commentary, so I was like, oh, okay, great. Yeah, man. yeah, it's great. I think the worst thing about Mark Jindrak for me, honestly, God, I just want. I don't think there's anything like if you, you if you want to say something, I mean, it's it's robotic, like. He comes out, he does his pose, he comes to the ring. You know what I mean? It's very robotic, uh, yeah, that's a, and I think that's, that's why... That's a great point. But that being said, that is wrestling now. For fuck's sakes. Like, yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura, everyone's like, what a great entrance. And it's like, oh, you mean where he does a weird shake every time? Like, he does any time... <laughs> and this is a larger thing I also have, and I'll let you get back to your point, but I've been meaning to say, can we stop with all fuck? AJ Styles comes out to be like, I'm the face that runs the place, and it, like, full, like giant uh cool entrance where it's like i just just do that when he's wrestling when he's not wrestling just have him walk out to no music just appear in the ring or come on the screen i fucking all these fucking wwe stop with the fucking in ring fucking interviews for 40 minutes i'm kevin owens i'm wearing a suit i want to kiss you yeah like, shut up but there's too much wrestling though man there's too much re there's too much product out there and i think that's why jinderak is doing so well over there in uh, in triple a's because you have one entrance like it takes a lot out of a crowd to hear a guy's theme music twice you know what i mean like even as great as that moment was in that wrestlemania where daniel bryan won at the end and it was like a fucking I, like one of the la the best last best manias of the last like 10 years it was great but the thing is it takes something out of the audience when they have to hear your theme song twice and that's why that's why i think triple a and all that and stuff like that kind of have some stuff figured out um, Triple A went into. I don't know what. Yeah, like I said, Lucha Libre massive blind spot for me. I know the Triple A also did like co a Conan versus uh, some other guy <laughs> feud um, for the company doing that whole Conan. Time. So they are getting kind of American. Conan versus but, Pills. Um, in <laughs> but I think yeah, I think the worst thing. I mean yeah, like you said, it is wrestling, but he's a bit robotic. Maybe you want to say his promos. But he went to a place where that's not a thing. He's a great in-ring worker. He looks different. And this is the other thing. If you're a performer of any type, like even I'm not even taking my own advice on this one, go to where you're different. Mark Jindrak's a dime a dozen in the WWE. Like, Mark Jindrak, does he look that much different from Jinder Mahal? No. They got the same body. Long, lean, muscly dude, yeah? 
And there's a lot of those guys in WWE because that's the type of body that Vince McMahon likes and that we've been uh, taught is a wrestling body. And he's the only guy like that in Mexico right now. He wouldn't even be... He wouldn't even be that special in Japan because you got Okada, who's also the same body, 6'4", 240. He moves like fucking, moves like the wind, right? He he went to where he's different, and that's, honest to God, the strength of Mark Jindrak. It's like, here's a guy who honestly wanted to be a professional wrestler and found a way to make basically, it work for him. Basically, minus all the times he fought. <laughs> yeah, he's not a massive nerd. He uh, he lays it into his hot wife and uh, he writes kids yeah, books. Yeah, he's not running around yelling too sweet. Can I just say this about the Bullet Club before? I understand that it's supposed to be like a get it, we like the NWO, but at a certain point, if they're going to... St- I, I just- Stop complaining about good things. You're complaining about cake now. Super, The super kick parties are fantastic. All right, so guys, remember, thank you very much. <laughs> remember, thank you, very, thank you very much for listening, yeah, guys. guys. A banner um, episode. Remember, Hashtag. Croydon Strip Club will come up with a date for we're next gonna, week, but we're going to Strip Club we're in gonna Croydon. Do wrestler Review Fan Meetup. Um, if you, yeah. you want to Stri- come, hashtag easy on the eyes, hard on the pussy. <laughs> hard on the pussy. Strip Club in Croydon. And baby, and we're gonna chant that as we come in. Easy on the eyes, hard on the pussy. Easy on the eyes, hard on the pussy. Clap, clap, clap. And we'll say this: we, uh, it will be hard to do this, uh, but no one say "shut up, you're fat" to a stripper, please. I do. Strip club in Croydon. I don't know anything about it. There's no pictures online, but I will say this: if it exists, if it's not just like a Google <laughs> miss, Google Maps miss <laughs> ad or something like that. If you call a stripper fat, we will all be beaten to death. Because <laughs> Poss- <laughs> they'll be able to tell who the wrestling fans are because they'll be the guys with the pot bellies. Yeah, the possibly by ourselves. Like, they'll just declare Hunger Games within the strip club of Croyd. gets to be Jennifer Lawrence. The rest of you will be fed to our stripper who is fat. So shut up. And we're like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> all right. Well, we love you I don't you love both. you. We both love you. Uh, and uh, Ow!
Jackpot. Now go home.